Yesterday I filmed the first interview for the artist series and I cannot wait to share these with you guys. I had an individual yesterday who was not only deeply inspiring, but we had this great conversation about photography and philosophy, living a creative life, producing art, and this set a tone because this is exactly what I want these short films to be like when I'm done. And so over the next few weeks as I get the first group ready for release, I'm, I'm really excited to share this with you guys. And I'm leaving for Los Angeles tomorrow, but I thought it would be fun today to do a little bit of behind the scenes and talk about some of the equipment that I'm going to be using. I've made a lot of changes to my setup and how I do these interviews and I want to talk about why. Um, there are a couple things that came to mind when I started thinking about the artist series and one of the things that I wanted to be able to do was to film all of these in 4K. Now inevitably every time I mention 4K somebody will ask me what does that mean? 4K refers to the final video resolution that you're, you're filming these in. So um, standard HD or high definition video is what we call 1080 which refers to the height of the video in pixels so that means it's 1080 pixels high. Now. 4K video is twice that. It is 2,160 pixels high, and so it is a much bigger picture in the end. Now, there are some challenges of working with 4K, and I don't work that way normally, mainly because the files are massive. So you have to have a lot of storage to store the files, and then even working with them on the computer uh, is slow and cumbersome because your computer has to work twice as hard, especially when you're doing color correction or something like that, or rendering a file out to be posted on the internet. It's a lot of work involved, and it does become labor-intensive, and there is some argument as to whether or not 4K is worth all that extra effort. However, with the artist series videos that I'm doing, I wanted to future-proof them as much as possible. And because these are special, I want them to be something that is going to stand a little bit more of the test of time, hopefully, than you know, we had the transfer over from standard def to high def. That was a huge difference. And so I want to think as forwardly as possible on these. The other thing I want to be able to do is minimize my setup and shoot in as much natural light as possible because cameras give you the ability to do that now. And for me, shooting an interview with an artist um, is a lot like portrait photography and if you shoot portraits you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, Richard Avedon used to always work very quickly and people would be very surprised with this and they'd say well why do you work so fast and he said well when you're shooting portraits you have a finite amount of time before the energy level and the subject starts to fade and so if you want to capture that intimacy between the viewer and the subject you've got to do it when the energy is high and I think that holds true for doing interviews as well especially when somebody's talking and being asked questions you know, you really have to be able to get it quick. So setting up lights and having a lot of stuff to unpack starts cutting into that time and sometimes it affects the mood and people just, the concentration goes away when it looks like a huge production. So I wanted to get 4K video, shoot in natural light and have a very lightweight setup. So with that criteria in mind, I decided to go with the A7S II. Now I do not own this camera. I've actually got two of these. I am renting these and that was a big deal because for me, I do have a budget for the artist series, but I want to stretch that as far as possible going through this next year. So for me, renting these made much more sense because I can get two cameras at a fraction of the cost uh, yeah, and that's an understatement of what it would cost to rent one camera. So I'm using a company for this called Borrow Lenses, and Borrow Lenses are great. I will link them up in the show notes if you guys are interested, but basically this allows me to order stuff online, they ship it to me, I have a couple days or a rental period, and then I ship it back, and so this is really the way to go. Now, I want to talk a little bit about working with the a7S II because I think this is fairly interesting. So the other thing that, they, that Sony includes on these cameras is a picture profile. Now, these are different than like image effects where you do like, you know, the tilt shift 
shift effect or toy camera effect. These are picture profiles that allow you to go in and adjust the actual gamma of the image and be real specific with the color detail and sharpness and all those things. Now, I don't do custom profiles, but they have several that are built in that Sony calls S-Log profiles. And there's a, what they call an S-Log 2 and an S-Log 3. And in a nutshell, what this means, it allows you to film at a much higher dynamic range than what you're able to do just straight out of the camera. So if you select one of these image profiles, um, I'm filming right now in 4K on one of the A7S IIs. And so this is actually color corrected what you're looking at now. Now, if I turn this off, you can see what the raw image, and it, sorry, it's not camera raw, but what the image looked like right off the camera. And so this is an S-Log profile. And so it looks washed out, it looks really flat, but you can see that none of my highlights are being blown, none of my shadows are being lost, so I'm not losing detail anywhere. And so that's really important. So what I do is I'll take this footage, I'll do my edit, and then I'll take this into DaVinci Resolve, which is a color application for video. And then once I've done my color grading, then it looks like this in the end. And you have an enormous amount of control over the color and the highlight and shadow detail and contrast and everything else. And I think that's a really cool way to work. And that's what I've started doing. And so we may talk a little bit more on the show as we go about the specifics of what goes into that. So those were the main reasons that I decided to go with the a7s2 and renting them has been so far the right choice because this allows me to conserve my budget for travel and producing videos and other expenses that might come up and not put all of that into camera gear. So having the ability to record in really low light has greatly reduced the amount of equipment that I have to haul around. I used to carry a Pelican case around with my lights in it and I don't have to do that anymore and I think that's really important because those are bags I have to check and they become expensive and then you have to haul them around. This enables me to have a much lighter setup. Um, in terms of audio recording, I'm using the Rode VideoMic Pro, which isn't the perfect microphone, but it is easy to set up. It's not expensive and it is very easy to use. And this is a mic that I use on the show in general. And so also the other cool thing about the A7S II is that you can get pretty much any adapter for any lens that you want to use. And so I'm able to use lenses I currently own. So I don't have to rent lenses or buy lenses. I'm just using what I have. And so this makes for a pretty small setup. The only other thing that I'm doing is I have a really high capacity uh, Lacie rugged drive. And these drives are basically designed to work in the field. This one is Thunderbolt compatible, so I can quickly transfer my footage um, via my laptop or via the, the uh, SD card in the camera. And it allows me to basically back up all my footage and work on the road. The other camera that I'm going to be using is my Sony RX100 Mark IV, which I absolutely love. And I've used this a lot this year for various things. But the reason I'm going to use this on this project as well is one, it also has an S-Log profile, so you have a lot of control on your footage in the end result, but it also allows you to shoot in 4K. Now on the Mark IV, there are some heavy restrictions for 4K shooting. You were limited to four minutes of footage at a time, and I have noticed that if you just start and stop and go into another four minute clip, after two or three of these, it starts to overheat the camera. So this camera I'll be using more for B-roll or maybe secondary footage, but it's great because you can handhold this, you can walk around with an artist if you're looking at something, and it does the job and it's not a big, heavy, cumbersome camera. It has image stabilization. So I've decided to include this on these shoots as well. So that's basically the setup I'm using for these. Everything fits into one bag now. I'm traveling a lot lighter than I used to and I'm not bringing lights and checking bags and doing all that stuff. And really, you know, this may not be the perfect recording setup necessarily, but for me, it's gonna get the job done and it's gonna free me up greatly to focus on getting the best interview possible. If you guys have questions or comments, please feel free to leave them below. I would love to continue this discussion and for the
those of you who do video work, I'd be really interested to know what you're doing as well. So anyway, once again, guys, if you've enjoyed this video, please remember to like it and share it with your friends. And as always, subscribe to The Art of Photography so you'll always be up to date on all the latest and greatest videos we do here. Until next time, I'll see you later.